Welcome to Live in the Messiah's Love. I'm your host, Kamisha Lucier, and I'm so glad that you're here with me today. Um, I want to welcome back to this episode, my beloved. Um, he's been sitting in so we can discuss Christian Heritage Month. Welcome back, darling. Thank you so much for being with us tonight. Thanks, honey, honey. It's good to be here. Ah, thank you. Thank you, and you're most welcome, and thank you again. Um, so we left off talking about the seven tenets of Christian Heritage Month, and we covered one through four in the previous podcast. So we're just going to jump in and cover five through seven today and, you know, just share what the Lord has put on put on your heart. Wait, what'd you say, honey? I think we're on four. Are we on four? We're on four. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, glory to God. I thought we touched on that a little bit before we, we left, but we can cover some, we can recover it today. How about that? It sounds like a plan. All right. Okay. Open this up, darling. Well, there are, so in tenant number four, it says this, remember those who helped sow the seed of Christ in your life those who labor to see Christ formed in you and thank them if you have the opportunity. Now, I know someone could look at that and say, well, this sounds similar to two and three. We're thanking people that help sow Christ in our lives. But this one is, while similar, it is different because it expands the field, if you will, of who needs to be thanked. Mm-hmm. All right. It, it, you know, let's look at it like a family, right? You have your immediate family, you have your extended family, but then let's let's not forget that we're the family of God, Amen. right? Where everyone in heaven and on earth gets their name. So there are literally it's innumerable, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. multitudes upon multitudes of people that we can thank and remember for who they have or for them sowing and seeing Christ formed in us, right? Galatians. Galatians 4.19 says this. Let me get there. Okay. My children with whom I am again in labor until Christ is formed in you, but I could wish to be present with you now and to change my tone for I am perplexed. Oh, sorry, that's 19. Uh, Yes, That was 19 and 20. I am perplexed about you. So we don't always get it right. Mm -hmm. Okay. But then there's, there is another aspect in Galatians because that that he's talking there. Paul is talking about sonship in Christ. Mm -hmm. Right. But again, let's, if we back up to the end of chapter three, he, he talks about there's neither Jew nor Greek, neither slave nor free man, neither male nor female, but you are all one in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. And if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's descendants, heirs according to promise. So as I look at this, and it's just what the Lord was ministering to me, I have to go all the way back to uh, literally Adam mm. throughout the entirety of Scripture. And, and there's so, so many people that are written about and, and, and many more that are not mm-hmm. that... I have to thank, or, and I should be thankful for, for all that they mm-hmm. sowed in and poured in to ensure that, well, ultimately, for me, for my life, mm-hmm. that Christ was formed in me. Amen. Right, the seeds that were planted and, wa- and watered and and the people that took great strides and efforts and, you know, at the, the cost or the risk or the peril mm-hmm. of their own life Amen. to ensure that the gospel was preached. 
Amen. And, and it's no different today. Glory to God. And 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 Galatians four, Paul uses some 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 language here that I can relate to as a a, a mom of four. <laughs> he says, "I I labor in birth again until Mm-mm. Christ is formed in you." So he, that means he was pushing out some big babies. And, you know, if you're a mom and you've, you've experienced labor, you know, that's no fun. It, you know, you, you want to see the end result, but it costs you in that moment. It costs you sometimes things that will never be the same again <laughs> after you give birth to those babies. You know, your, your body is forever changed when you carry and give birth to a child and deliver. And so what he's saying there was, I put effort into you and not just, oh, I folded the piece of paper. Here's a napkin. Have a nice day. But he, he, he put some sweat, some tears, some intercession, some, um, you know, some letters, some focus, some discipline into making sure that Christ was formed in these people and not just going, okay, say the sinner's prayer and go on. He was saying that they would grow up and mature Mm -hmm. in God. And he was going, repeating this process that he had already done once for them. So, you know, taking that to heart, it costs somebody something for you to be where you are today. And it's really easy to go, well, they, they did this wrong and they didn't do that right. And they should have done this perfectly. And I wish they had done that. And they didn't give me a pony. And to focus on all the negative and wrong things that people have done, that's easy to do. But it takes the Holy Spirit Amen. to help you focus on what they did right so you can open your lips and say, thank you. And move from a, a place of complaining against people and accusing them and finding fault with them, but to enter into that love that God has for them and the gratitude and the appreciation that's rightfully due. And you may think, well, it's no big deal. Well, if you were spending your life in the pit of hell, you would say, oh, it was a big deal. Um, thinking about Lazarus, the rich man and Lazarus, right? Mm-hmm. He was fine on the earth, but when he got into hell, he said, oh, let me go back and tell my brother so they don't come here too, because this is no joke. That's, that's yeah, a condition. Send someone back, right? <laughs> and he said, though someone comes back from the dead, they won't believe him. Mm-hmm. But do we need to focus on, you know, like, do we need to go to that place before we can say, God, you're worth looking up to? You're, you're worth me telling my brother or sister or mother or great auntie or neighbor that prayed for me, that sowed the words for me or into me, thank you? No, mm. uh, hopefully not. Hopefully not. Uh, I mean, I have even thanked my parents for all the discipline that I got and <laughs> for also giving me grace and, and for all the times they didn't bl- discipline me that they absolutely should have and had every right to because, Amen. again, they were, uh, you know, I, I, can, I can admit I tested them uh, and their patience and um, yeah, their steadfastness and uh-huh. and seeing Christ formed in me. Amen. And you know, just taking that moment to look back and see who helped you get to the place that actually matters, because we already know that um, money is not going to make it with you. Your mm-hmm. looks are not going with you. They're not going to matter. They're going to be irrelevant. Your um, st- social status, your standing in the the social world, it, it's not going with you. It doesn't matter. It has nothing to do with your eternity. But what does matter is spending eternity with him. And it's humbling to go, oh, that's right, Lord. I did not teach myself. I did not make myself. And someone had to pour in. Someone had to be inconvenienced. Someone had to love you enough, Lord, 
to sow this word here. Um, whether they, No matter how they felt about me, they loved you enough to do it. Thank you. Amen. Thank you for that, Lord. And, and, and I love for, and, and what you just said about that, going into five. Because this, uh, the fifth tenet, which mm-hmm. is remembering Christian influence in and contribution to your nation and or the world. Mm-hmm. Now, it's not just about nations. It's also about people, right? What good is a nation if it's just the land mm-hmm. and or just buildings, if there are no people, right? It's, it's right. all those things mm-hmm. wrapped into one. Mm-hmm. If there's no citizens, you don't have a nation. Exactly. <laughs> right? So, it, it, I mean, in the United States, there are lots of land and buildings, and mm-hmm. they literally are called ghost towns. That's right. Because no one exists, right? Or no one lives there, dwells there. Mm-hmm. But in... Uh, in number five, this is where it begins to transition, and it's now not talking about previous generations so much, but it, it transitions to us, and our generation, and our role, right? If you look at, well, actually, even in four, right, where it gets to Hebrews 6.10, it says this, For God is not so unjust as to forget your work and the love which you have shown towards his name and having ministered and then still ministering to the saints. And we desire each one of you show the same diligence so as to realize the full assurance of hope until the end, so that you will not be sluggish, but imitators of those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Right? I, I mean, I love where that the placement of that one is. And I read more than just 10, right? That was actually 10 through 12. But if you look, it's, it's for both aspects. Yes, our job, our role now is to also see Christ formed in others. And, and by others, I mean the future generations, mm-hmm. both our natural children and spiritual children. Amen. And that's, that's for all believers, right? Mm-hmm. We're to see us conform to the image of Christ. the Lord's Son, mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Okay? Mm-hmm. And in that is, again, going back to what we what the Lord was ministering at the beginning. It's about our love and our faith in him mm-hmm. demonstrated by our obedience to do the things that he's told us to do. Mm-hmm. You know, you had brought up, honey, about those that labored, you know, and, and even I, I brought it up about, you know, testing my parents' patience, mm-hmm. right? But I'll say it in this way. It's easy, and I see this is a conversation I was just having over the weekend, about even parenting styles. Mm-hmm. And and I said, well, this is how we approach things. Mm-hmm. We seek the Lord in everything. And that's in every area and aspect of our life, whether it's our children, finances, how to mm-hmm. minister, what to say, you know, whether in, to others mm-hmm. and all mm-hmm. the rest of it. Because if I try to do it out of my flesh, then I will end up creating issues mm-hmm. that someone else has to deal with, but ultimately that I will also be responsible and accountable for. Mm-hmm. at the judgment. Amen. And I want to just get it well done from Amen. my Heavenly Father. Amen. And I, I don't want to mess anyone else up in the process. So if we just say what the, what the Lord says to say, mm-hmm. through Holy Spirit, of course, mm-hmm. and do what He says to do, then all will be well. Then we don't mm-hmm. have to relabor and relabor and relabor to undo the messes that we've made in someone's life. Amen. So, but also... Again, as again, we get to five, the influence to our nation. How many things have, or if you look even at the state of things now, 
there is a whole lot of work and effort to try to undo things, laws, Mm -hmm. you know, attitudes, actions, behaviors that are seemingly prevalent Mm -hmm. because they've been acted out of the flesh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's a huge thing that, that we need to address in us, but also recognize we have a role too. Amen. Not just the previous generations. We are thankful for them. Amen. And, and we give them, if you will, the honor and respect that that's due, right? Mm-hmm. Be- for their labors. Mm-hmm. Not that they were perfect, not that we're perfect. Right. But we're all striving in the Lord. And what well, he says, see, striving, know that I'm God. But mm. right out of just obedience, we are laboring. Moving. That's right. Moving towards him. Exactly. And, you know... Something that the Lord shared with me early on um, in my my walk with him, but in my, you know, back when the kids were younger, was that we're supposed to build on the previous generations. Um, Take what's good. Don't take what was not good, right? And let the Lord guide us to the next step. So we're standing on their shoulders and continuing to go go towards the Lord, go higher towards the Lord is what I really want to say. And also to perfect the process that the Lord desires. No, he doesn't desire the word to be sown with um, flaw next to it, right? You know, with pain or, or um, sowing bad seeds with the good seeds. That's not his intention. He will still use that good seed that was planted, even though bad seeds were sown alongside it. But as we move forward, as you said, sowing it the way God wanted it to be sown, that's something we can pass on to the next generation. Mm-hmm. Yep, they they may have done what they thought was right, and all of it may not have been right. But what the good that they did, I can thank God for that and then do better with the generations that come from me. So that, so that they have a better foundation and a better footing and a better opportunity to pursue Christ Jesus without um, man-made flaws, if you will, you know, things of my doing or my making in their life, trying to undo what I've rashly done to them. But they only have good seeds sown and they are able to have a strong foundation. Being the Lord. Being who, the Lord Jesus Christ. Who only Jesus gives Christ. his best, right? That's, that's mm-hmm. James one seventeen. Every good thing given and every perfect gift is from above coming down from the father of lights with whom there is no variation or shifting shadow amen so it's not that we're doing the works he's doing it in and through us again we have that role which is to come into alignment or role and responsibility Mm -hmm. to come into alignment with him that his will is done on earth as in heaven amen and we don't create stumbling blocks for the people that we're sowing into, and we don't make it hard for God to reach them and minister to them. Um, but another component of number of, of tenant number five, remem- remembering historical Christian influence in and the contributions uh, to the United States or your nation and or the world, um, is getting beyond seeing people the way we think they should be seen. Mm-hmm. Because when we go to heaven, there's no black heaven there's no white heaven there's no asian heaven there's no there's no separation we're one in him and if i can see christ in you regardless of the natural surroundings around you if i can see christ in you then i can draw a connection to see here's god's hand working this person this person this person it's not your ethnicity that brought you any success it's not your ethnicity that gives you any kind of um 
um, that that brought forth this good. It comes from the Father above. Um, that's James 1, 17. Every good and perfect gift comes from him. So looking at these people to go, ah, Christ was working in them to do this. That's how they succeeded. Christ uh-huh. is working in this. This is a believer doing that. And they changed the world. Like um, Samuel Morris, the Morris Code guy. Yes. He changed communication in the world for for the world. And Absolutely. he was a believer, you know, and the first message was a scripture that he sent across this, this idea that God gave him and that bettered life for everybody. What about George Washington Carver? Exactly. With the inventions and peanuts and I mean, all sorts of things, all sorts of people have been using multiple, I mean, I'll just say a myriad of ways that I don't think we fully recognize because much of it is not taught in the way that it used to be. Right, and, and that's with a focus on the Lord and what the Lord did through people. Christ can work through a willing vessel, any willing vessel. And it's he who causes us to be the head and not the tail, not anything else, mm-hmm. not anything else. So, you know, just having that unity in the body of Christ, that you're just my brother in Christ, or you're just my sister in Christ, not my black brother in Christ, not my white brother in Christ, not my white or Asian sister in Christ. I don't have to put a qualifier on it or a moniker. I can just call you sister, brother, That's and go, it. Christ in you is the hope of glory. Christ Amen. in me is the hope of glory. We're all part of the Lord's family. Amen. Amen. Well, we didn't quite get through all of the tenets. Do we still have any time left or are we about out of time, darling? Yeah, probably a couple of minutes. Okay. Well, um, after you spend this time and reflect with the Lord, share this insight um, and the, the reflections with your family, your children, your generations, your sisters and brothers, the natural ones and your spiritual ones, so that they become aware of the value of their Christian heritage and purposefully pass that heritage down to their generations and that they don't spend time uh, disregarding the the blood, the blood, word, sweat, and tears of the Lord Jesus Christ and you in making sure that they have a, herit- a heritage in Christ Jesus. Um, the world is spending a lot of time trying to talk believers, especially the youth, out of their Christian walk, but providing that value for them and helping them to value and see the worth of what the Lord did for them is so important and it will help stabilize their life. And then of course, give glory to God, give glory to God. There's nothing like celebration to still the hand and the work of the enemy. The Lord is enthroned on the praises of Israel and spending that time of rejoicing and celebrating causes the enemy to turn the sword on themselves. So those nicely way to nice way to wrap up the last two tenets. <laughs> like, right, sharing the thoughts and time, right? But it's a lifestyle. It's as we absolutely. as we go, right? And look at uh, Deuteronomy six four through nine, right? That's hero Israel, Lord our God, the Lord is one, right? And you teach them diligently as you get up and lay down, and just as you go about your day. Again, it's a lifestyle. Amen. All for the point and purpose of passing it down to the generation, and simultaneously giving glory to the Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. To whom every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that he is Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. And then having this concentrated, uh, consecrated, dedicated time to just praise and celebrate the Lord Mm -hmm. adds a double impact to that. Amen. 
So thank you so much for joining us. Um, please be sure to go to the website, adayofprayer.org slash Christian Heritage Month, and look at the tenets and read the scriptures that go alongside it. It's one thing for me to tell you um, and me and, me and John to tell you and, and share what the Lord is sharing with us, but there's nothing like hearing from the Holy Spirit fresh directly to your spirit so that he guides you into what he wants you to know and understand and to celebrate. Um, so we just want to thank you and encourage you to celebrate this month with us, Christian Heritage Month, and um, let us know what you think. Um, share your thoughts and share how the Lord ministered with you by um, contacting us on our website at dayofprayer.org. And um, as always, I'm so grateful for you being here. Remember to live your life in the Messiah's love. God bless you. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org. Click on connect in the menu bar and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe.